begin with the end in mind. What do you want? I, I put that word in red because it's what do you want in all these areas? What do you want? And that's another key word. Forget what your husbands and wives and managers and all the other people in your life, forget what they want for you. Uh, listen to them. If they love you, they're probably giving you a good idea. What do you want? And then you're more likely to hit it. This is the Millionaire Real Estate Podcast, where you'll learn the strategies and tactics you need to become a millionaire agent. Learn from top agents, brokers, team leaders, and experts in the industry who can help you on the path to success. And now, here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. We are so excited. We have David Knox here talking about goals. And David, I want to tell you, I was so surprised this year more than ever. I couldn't believe it. All these people were posting on Facebook and they were saying things like, this year, my goal is not to set goals because I know I'm not going to keep them anyway. So why even bother? And I'm thinking to myself, are you kidding me right now? What would you respond to that? It's almost impossible to respond to that, but uh, it was kind of uh, an oxymoron because if they said they set a goal to not set goals, it's axiomatic. They just set a goal. They have intention. And all human beings go through life with an intent. And I know that there's a, some people have had a negative attitude about goal setting in general, and I kind of know why, and I'll talk about that. But human beings either move toward or away things. And goal setting is the act of knowing where you're going to go. You get into a car and you choose, I'm going to take this freeway to this exit, to that freeway, to this destination, and we move towards that. And goal setting is really the act of having the intent of where do I want to go? Uh, like going into a restaurant, what do you want? I'm going to go to the menu and this is what I want. We move towards some item. Um, but people who say, well, I don't set goals and I don't want to set goals, they're doing it the opposite way. They're moving away from things. And maybe look at goal setting as, as like a menu in a restaurant. People say, I don't know what I want. Are you going to you know, set a goal to order something off this menu? What, what they're going to end up doing is, oh, I really don't want the beef. I'm trying to avoid that. Oh, I don't like the salad. I don't like this. I don't like that. So we go through a menu and say, these are all the things I don't want. When it comes to relationships, I think a relationship is better if you say, this is the kind of person that you want and write down the specifics. And I have done that. I have an absolute specific paragraph of what I'm looking for uh, in a woman that I would want to date, very specific. The opposite of that is, well, I don't want this. I don't want this. I don't want that. So for people who say they're not going to set goals or they don't like them, you can't not do it. The human being will go through life knowing I don't want to eat that. I don't want to be with this person. I don't like that prospecting source. And it becomes uh, a series of avoidance. A lot of people ended, ended up in real estate that way. Well, I don't want to be an employee. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. And we end up in real estate. That's how I got into it. I knew I didn't want to be employed by somebody and I ended up in real estate. So I think people... When you look at it that way, you are going to make decisions in your life about what you do and what you don't want. The act of goal setting, I think, is a more joyful, fun way to say, well, instead of going th through life avoiding what I don't want, why not be clear and specific what you do want? Instead of saying, well, I don't want to go to a holiday in a Des Moines, Iowa for a vacation. Well, okay, where would you like to go? What do you want? And that's really... 
to to put a positive spin on it. The other reason I hear people being negative about goal setting, because I've been doing this for 50 years, is that it is usually imposed from the outside. It's a parent saying, you should set your goals. It's a manager saying, you better set your goals. And it's all this outside stuff. And to that, people push back and go, no way, I'm not going to do goals. And, and sadly, they become kind of immature and say, I'm not going to do it because I don't like being told what to do. I like that. I like that analogy of saying, you know, I don't want to, if you don't make goals, you are making them, but kind of subconsciously not making. It's like saying, I'm not going to eat anything at all. You're you're going to have to eat something, right? So it's yeah. just by you not making a goal. Let's talk about the Harvard study. So I think this just blows my mind that they say just by having the goals in your mind, you're likely to earn twice as much of someone with no goals. But only 3% of the population are writing their goals down. That's it. Only 3%. And if you write them down, you're likely to earn 10 times that amount. Talk about that for a bit. Yeah, that study was done quite a few years ago. And I and I, I believe, if I recall, it was like over a 30 or a 40 year period. They tracked people, people, a group with no goals, people who had goals kind of in their mind, and then the people who had them written down. And it was just a stark, you know, 10 to 20 to 1 ratio between uh, those who um, had it written down and those who didn't. So the act of writing something down and seeing it and visual, and of course, the next step is visualizing it. Um, I was, uh, taught by a guy named Lou Tice. He's one of my mentors. You go to my website. He's a real powerful mentor of mine, uh, the Pacific Institute. And he did a course called Achieving Your Potential. And I think that was the first time I really understood the power and the joy, keyword joy of goal setting. It's not a, an exercise that you have to do. It's not something that's imposed on the outside. And if you avoid it because somebody else is doing it to you, it's just a horribly immature response. I mean, it's just stupid, absolutely stupid. But that stupidity is a byproduct of the experience they've had. And, um, and I'd like to put it in a, in a joyful experience. To me, maybe we don't even use the word goals because it's been so destroyed. We look at it as, what, what do you want in your life? What do you want to do today? So if I asked everybody on this Zoom, hey, what do you want to do today? Is that negative? Oh, it's like, oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to have this for lunch. I'm going to call this person. I'm going to do that. It's like a list of what is it you want to do in the, in the day, whatever. So I like that. It's like, what do you want your life to look like? This is really want, all it is. It's all it is want. is what do you want your life to look like? Yeah, it's like a Christmas list. You, if, you know, if somebody says, hey, what do you want for Christmas? Don't you force me to tell you what I want for Christmas. I mean, that's just stupid in and of itself. It's, so he said, what do you want for Christmas? Oh, I love this. I love that. So I, if everybody on this Zoom, what would you just love to have in your life? What are some of those things that you'd like to materialize? And all things that exist physically begin with an image, a thought in your mind. Everything does. Whatever you're wearing. To, in fact, everybody is wearing today. Maybe you didn't goal set to what you were going to wear, but I absolutely know 100% that every one of you went in your closet and said, Oh, I don't want to wear that. No, I don't want to do that. Nah, that's too hot. That you you eliminated a bunch of stuff. And then you said it's by default you went to something. Um, 
today I was a bit more intentional. I knew I was going to be on Zoom, so I wanted to wear a sport coat and I wanted to have a shirt that worked well with it. So I did have a little bit of an intent on that. But any other day when I'm on, especially vacation, no, 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 no. So let's just get into it. And sure. can I just, let me give you an overview of, of, of a plan that I put together, an overview that I think will create some joy for all of you. Um, I have looked at values in three areas, and let's go back here. There's three things that all of us on this Zoom and all of us need to focus on in our lives, and they're values, objectives, and goals. So let's define what each of them is. A goal, my terminology for goal is it, it is the result. It is the end result. You cannot do a goal. A goal is a measurement of what has been done, income, weight. Uh, body mass index, uh, cars, houses, what you're wearing. And goals responds to the question, what do you want in your life? What do you want to get? And get can have a couple of connotations. I see it as a pie. What do you want to get in your life? And what what do you want physically, spiritually, psychologically, intellectually? What, what do you want to get? What do you want to get today? And we begin with the end in mind. Steve Covey, uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, really kind of popularize that statement, begin with the end in mind. And uh, I've talked to authors and, and they've told me that they write the last chapter or even the last paragraph first. I was fascinated by that. Even I don't know what, he was some mystery writer. And he says, I write the last chapter first. And now the entire book is I weave a story to get them to that final thing. So you ask the question, what do you want to get in terms of income, listing, sales, those measurable results? And by the way, they have to be measurable. The problem with the goal is you cannot do a goal. A goal is a measurement standard. Somebody says, I have a goal to weigh you know, 112 pounds. Well, you can't do that. That's just something that happens. And you have almost no control over your goals. By the way, that is another reason I think people are frustrated with goals is because ultimately they realize they don't have any control over them. Zero. You have no control over the people in your life. You have you are powerless over your buyers, sellers, husbands, wives. So you are absolutely powerless over that. And I and those of you who've ever been in some kind of twelve step program probably know where I'm going on that. That you can only control yourself, what you do. You can't control what anybody in your life does. And the belief that you can creates so much misery. Um, but you absolutely have one hundred percent control over your behavior that you can control what you do what you give so uh, you might say well i want to get love well you don't have any control over getting love it's just in the hands of somebody else but you have a hundred percent control over what you give and think about you want to get love in your life how do you get love by giving love to other people by giving what people want you want to get loyalty you give loyalty if you want to get health you have to give your body healthy things so the key so your life is spent really in the objectives to behavior. What is it you do? So I have a physical goal. I have a physical goal of what I want to weigh and you know how I want my body to be toned. So the question is, well, how do I do that? Well, I've got a trainer named Enyi, and he works out with me. And I said, if I want to get this result, what do I need to do? And he'll go through different exercises and sets and weights, and he gives me the behavior. And then... I no longer really have to think about my goal. Instead, I focus on the, the literally the daily behaviors. Today, I was in the gym today for how long? 55 minutes. And I did upper body work. I did three sets of 15 reps. 
you know, I I did it because that my I have a goal for physical. But here's the most important part. Here's the part that is missing in goal setting that makes everybody hate go- not everybody, but some people don't like it. They're missing the key element, and that is values. And that gets into emotion, feelings. Why? Why do you even want that end result? So you talk to somebody who says, well, I, you know, I want to make you know, X hundred thousand dollars this year. Uh, and you ask the question, why? Well, I don't know. My manager uh, just said that's what I should be doing. And if you don't know the why, it's, it's, virtu- it's almost impossible to do the goal because you won't be doing it for yourself. You'll have no emotional attachment to it. But if you know the why, you can do any how-to. <laughs> One of the people I feature in our training, which I highly recommend all of you uh, check out, you want to get in touch with the why. Uh, you go over here to, uh, you go to Venus Morris Brifford. I'll just put that in. Venus Morris Griffin. Uh, you can take a look at any of the videos from her. I interviewed her a number of years ago. And she is an amazing woman who discovered her husband had a double life years ago. She was making 20 grand a year in real estate. Um, she had six children and her husband was really kind of the, the primary income earner in the family. Well, he committed a crime. He was sentenced to prison for 45 years, leaving her all alone, making 20 grand a year and six kids. And her divorce lawyer said, you know, you better, you better get your real job. You can't support kids on you know, being a real estate agent said, I think I can make real estate a real job. And she said, a year later, I was making more than my lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) And she, uh, she went from 20 grand a year to 100, 200, 400, 800. I think she's going to do 2.5 million this year. Now she's got a million in overhead, but she'll still net a million bucks. And in fact, they're going to make a movie. She, a book about her is coming out. I think I talked to her the other day, a book's going to be coming out. And their people are bidding on it for movie rights. I have a screenshot of Venus Morris Griffin talking to Kate Hudson, who wants to play her in a movie. But the story of her why she does open houses for sale by owners, expired listings. She does all. I'll type it in. Venus Morris Griffin. In fact, I'm going to do one more thing here. By the way, these links that I put in the chat are taking you to some documents I think you'll like. So put the link to the video in there. Uh, Anyway, so you listen to Venus and she talks about, I love my, David, I love my six children and I needed to support my family and I needed to do it. So she says, when you got six children who need to be fed, working for sale by owners, isn't that difficult? Um, She works out, she's, I think she's 51 years old now and she's got a set of abs on her that it's like, my gosh, how, how in the world do you get those? She said. I went to my daughter and said, she said, honey, I want to, I want to get a six pack. How do I do that? And her daughter said, well, it's going to take you six months. He goes, okay, what do I need to do? And her daughter, um, I'm not going to show the photo because it, it might be violating her privacy, but you look at her and go, are you joking me? 51 years old. She's got a six pack. People on the Zoom, I say, well, I don't care about that. Well, she did. She knows her why to take care of her kids, to be in good physical health, to make money, to support her second home to put her kids through dentistry school. And now he's a dentist and he's graduated. So if you know your why, you can do any how to. And- I want to I stop you right there because I want you to expand on that because I think it's really important because a lot of people 
will kind of look and I'm going to share some of my goals on here only for one reason, because I think looking at other people's goals helps you to say, okay, I want these goals. But explain that a little bit more in detail of like someone making a goal. And then that's the reason why they're not hitting it is because maybe they really don't want that goal. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Bottom line is maybe you just don't want it. Well, then don't do it. I mean, it's as simple as that. If you don't want it, don't do it. I mean, (laughs) don't. I think that physical health, I think, is important. I don't care who you are, what you're doing. I think physical health is is important. If you don't think it is, well, uh, go to a senior citizen's home. Go visit somebody in the hospital. Go to some of these places where people are at the end of their life. And you go, oh, my God, is this how life ends? Yeah. Do you want to be that way at your age? And go, no, that's that, that. By the way, that's how I get into physical health um, was, you know, visiting my mother in the hospital. I got I looked around. And I said, oh, God, this is just tragic. It's sad. I, I don't want to go there that early. I know someday it's going to happen. Um, I think I lost track of your question, though. <laughs> Well, well, let's let's dive right into, you know, I created that acronym that is is called FEMPS, which is um, one is financial, emotional, um, my family, physically and spiritually. So I want to kind of like do an example of some of those goals of what you're seeing of where people are doing kind of when they make a goal, it's not they're not hitting it and why and how to make them specific, measurable and actionable and things that they can do to actually be able to achieve it. Because maybe they've written goals before, they've done this year after year, they haven't hit it. And now we have to go back and go, okay, what do we need to do to make it where these goals really are, we're going to be able to hit it this year? Yeah. Well, first of all, um, visualizing that completed goal using affirmations and visualizations and, you know, vision boards are a great way to get in your brain what it looks like. And then instead you focus on the behavior because the behavior you can do, here's the key part. You know, people might say, well, I'm missing my goals. Uh, Well, are you doing the behavior? Are you going to the gym every day? Are you making your five calls, five thank you notes? If they say no, I said, wait a minute. Now you can control that. The goals, I don't know that maybe, maybe it's not going to work, but the behavior you can do. And I think when you get into goal setting, one of the ways, you know, begin with the end in mind. What do you want? And I put that word in red because it's what do you want in all these areas? What do you want? And that's another key word. Forget what your husbands and wives and managers and all the other people in your life, forget what they want for you. Uh, listen to them. They, if they love you, they're probably giving you a good idea. What do you want? And then you're more likely to hit it. And people say, well, I never set goals. Well, that's because, as I said, they were imposed from the outside instead of embrace for your inside. So, and I've, this is again, a summary, you either move towards or away something. So you, you can't not goal set. So anybody tells me don't goal set, you give me a call. And, and I think in 10 minutes, I'll prove to you that you've been setting goals your whole life. You've just been doing the away instead of toward. So to your worksheet, which is wonderful. This is something we have in our training. Um, I think I put the link to the video in there. But the physical, spiritual, psychological, intellectual, financial, those are five critical areas. Physical. I choose. I want. I'm not being enforced. I choose to be healthy. I want to be at a, at a thin weight. I want to be, you know, I want my physique to be good. I want to be able to move. You know, my trainer said, David, you move at 70 better than I've seen people move at 40. He said, he said sometimes I look out the window and I point to you. Uh, well, we're in the gym and they say, how old do you think that guy is? And they guess 50, go, nope, he's 72. And they go, no way. 
Well, you know, I like that. Feels good. That's why, of course, I don't, it's nice that other people say that, but the most important thing is I feel healthy. I feel good. I take care of my diet. So right there, is there anything unrealistic there that people say they can't hit? No. No. Can you go for a walk every day? Yes, you can. Every single one of you can go for a walk. And, and by the way, I, or you can get exercise. Spiritual. Uh, spiritual gets into all kinds of things. But for me, it's meditation. For me, it's peace of mind. And for most thing is gratitude. And I think before anybody goes out and sets a goal for what do you want, maybe begin with being grateful for what you have now. And, you know, yes, there are things in my life that I don't have. Yes, I have pains. I have grieving. I have things that are uncomfortable in my life. And all of us do. But I'll tell you what, you don't really have to spend too long on CNN or any news outlet to realize how grateful you are and the things that you have. So for me, my spiritual goal is peace of mind, uh, to get rid of stress. So for me, sometimes it's going out, sit in a hot tub, meditate, pray, be grateful for what I do have in my life. And I have so many blessings. I'm grateful for those. Are there things that I want more? Are there things that I'd like to goal set for? Sure. Uh, psychological. Um, all of us have something that's a self-limiting belief, barriers, habits. For me, impatience. Uh, I probably get in more trouble in my life with impatience than anything else. So part of my psychological goal is to just <laughs> take a breath and be patient. Intellectual. Uh, all of you, you have the, with Kenzel, you have the opportunity to improve your skills through real estate training by davidknox.com. You have access to some of the absolute best content in real estate available, like the Netflix of real estate training. And finally, financial, obviously income, transactions, prospecting. So uh, your sheet, uh, you know, mirrors that, uh, Chantel. So I really, I, you know, I love that you put that together. What do you want for your family? And um, well, I want, I'm going to share my screen for a yeah, second. Great. I want, okay. I have a better sheet that you can kind of see. And I want to talk about a couple of these because I'd love for you guys to start writing them down in the chat. Um, and so for me, I put like, it, I think the best way to make goals is to say, I want to do X by doing Y by, and then a lot of these, I didn't put the date because it's by the end of the year, really to make them smaller bites. So really... If you want to even look at some of my goals and kind of say some of mine can be a lot more specific. So um, I put some on the screen, but if I said like, I, I really also think a, a word of the year, you guys creating a word of the year is really important. For me, it's simplify. And the reason why that's important to me is because every time I start getting really you know, complex on stuff. I'm like, up. Oh, my word of the year is simplify. Like that is the most important thing for me. And my why is to decrease the amount of stress that I have. So like if I, if one of my goals is I want to hire three more super high level leaders to help grow Canzel by March of 2023, if you were evaluating that goal for me, what would you say? How would I make that like a little more specific, measurable and actionable? Because um, this is not as detailed as I could make it. What would you suggest if you were coaching me to, to change that goal? Well, you've written the end result. What do you want? So then the, the how to. 
Uh, right. In that that's your goal. First of all, yeah, it's got to be visual. It's measurable. It's actionable. But now we get into the objectives of of doing the research of finding out, well, how would I find these people? Who would I talk to and networking? And it would get into the daily, you know, phone calls. Um, yeah. So I would say like, I should really say like by reaching out to 10 people per week, um, you know, that maybe putting an ad in indeed, but maybe I would, I would say, I don't know, 10 might be a little bit too much, but maybe like, five people per week and interviewing, you know, interviewing them. Maybe that would be a little bit because otherwise I don't have my my action step in there. Would you agree? Yeah, of course. You begin with the end of mind, have the goal. For sure you do there, but then you can't do the goal. So you forget about it. You can almost delete it from the page for a minute and then say, okay, wh- and if I, what are my actionable items? Five phone calls, five thank you notes, um, you know, talk to people who are good at hiring uh, just talk to anybody anytime and say, hey, I'm looking to do this. You know, who do you know who can help me? But it's having those conversations. Same in real estate. I want to get listings and sales. Well, that's an end result over which you don't have any control. But you know why people move and you know how to contact them and all the old school open for sale by owners and posting social media and telephone calls and things like that. So once you convert it to beha- the behavior, then all of a sudden the goal becomes easier because you can do something. You can pick up the phone and call someone and keep calling them. And now a word from our sponsor, Canzel Realty. Run your business your way, only at Canzel Realty. You can have all the freedom with none of the standard real estate red tape. If you're an agent, you get to run the show however you want and be your own boss. If you want to launch a team, you don't have to jump through all the hurdles and holdups. From day one, you'll have tons of tools and perks to offer your team powerful real estate tech like KV Core, Brokerman, and Skyslope. If you want to be your own brokerage or already have your own brokerage, that's not a problem either. You'll still get to run it however you want. All Canzel requires is a small Powered by Canzel logo next to yours. You can be the broker, you can be the manager, and you get to determine splits. You get all the tech, admin support, ownership stock, and revenue share, but most importantly, all the freedom all the time, only at Canzel Realty. Uh, what about in the emotional? So like for me, if I want to grow as a leader, I one of the things that helped me grow as a leader is to listen to a leadership podcast every day. Um, I really listen to more like two or three, but I want to make sure no matter what happens, I listen to one leadership podcast a day. Would you say I would do anything else for that goal to make it specific, measurable, and actionable? David? Uh, I would say time blocking is a key part of putting it on the schedule. I think the answer to a lot of that is, I th- first of all, you've got some really good actionable stuff. I think the next step is to decide when to do it. I've talked to um, a lot of the time management videos that we have in our training. Every single one of them talked about time blocking and picking different types, times of the day where you can actually you know, do something. And when I talk to people about our online training, one of our greatest challenges, how do we get agents to watch the videos? They know they need it. They know they're good. And where do they fit it into their day? So I've suggested that, you know, even right now or on the Zoom, go, when could you squeeze 12 minutes into your day to listen to a video or a podcast? So I think time blocking and deciding when you want to do it and making it so much of a habit that you don't even have to think about it. And by the yes. way, that's when goals get good is when it becomes a habit. 
Yeah. So for, for my family where I have on here, you know, spend 30 minutes a day talking with no phones and no distractions with the family and doing nightly devotions yep. with 20 minute podcast each night. That is specific, measurable, and actionable. The only thing I could do is I pretty much do that every single night at 7.30 p.m. So I could even, like you said, time block that and say, I'm going to do that at 7.30 at night. Yeah. Um, Doris Griffin, as I was talking, she said, uh, as busy as she is, she said, David, I will have dinner with my family every night at 5 p.m. And there is very rare anything will take me away from that. I mean, obviously, somebody wants to list a $4 million home and they're running for the airport and they need to list it at five. <laughs> she said, you know, I'll go. But she says, at five o'clock, I want to have dinner with my family. And when we were doing the video shoot, we, she has a dinner with her family and she has, a, oh, she has a little thing she does with her kids. Tell me one good thing that happened today and one bad thing that happened today. So that's her way of connecting. Um, and I got to share one more thing. Uh, one of the challenges that I face, my goal this year, big goal, and really one that my big concern is how do I get agents to watch the videos? Chantel, you've talked about that. And I've had people, they'll cancel the training. They go, oh, we couldn't get our agents to watch. And it just, oh, it drives me absolutely nuts. We spent $50,000 a month videotaping, creating, doing worksheets, analysis, and videos, and uploading. And I got a programmer that and it drives me nuts. It, it, as you can tell, very emotional about it. And, and I just kind of set this goal. How do we increase the viewership? How do we get agents to do stuff? And I got a call from a good friend, a client named Bob Wolf or Bob Clarkson. I'm sorry. We had a 90 minute call uh, the day before yesterday, 90 minutes yesterday. And he said, I got the same problem. He says, David, I'm too, I can't get agents to do stuff. I got, I got deals I'm working on trying to run our, our business. And we came up with an idea, in fact, I'll run it by you, that I said, you know what? These managers won't do sales meetings. The managers aren't doing what they're supposed to do. How about this? I'm going to do an end run. I'll do the man. I'll do it for them. And my plan right now is to hold a live Zoom every single Tuesday for the rest of this year, every Tuesday at live. So it'll be in four times. So it'll be 9, 10, 11, 12. So we're working on that right now. I'm, th- I'm going to talk to some people, see what they think about it. Uh, so that's the behavior because we're trying to that's, come up with a way to help. So that's one of the what you, That's what I'm looking in the chat right now. And you guys are doing a great job of writing the goals. And I want to kind of go through these because, uh, you know, every person I talk to with goals, one person says Krista and Justin to close 48 to 60 transactions per year by increasing marketing, including marketing and lead follow-up. So to me... While that's a great goal, it's not specific, measurable, and actionable. So what would you do to change that goal to make it where it it has to be specific? So it would say, I'm going to spend, if, if you want to close that many transactions, you'd have to figure out, I've got to spend in order to, if, wherever I am, if I'm doing 20 transactions right now, and I want to do... 48 transactions, then I got to bring in leads for that. So I need to say, okay, how much is it costing me per lead? And how much am I going to spend per week? How many contacts am I going to contact? How many prospects? Go ahead, David. No, I'm just listening as because you're, you're covering it perfectly, uh, converting it to measurable, actionable, 
Uh, if you watch Knox First Tuesday 10, we just updated updated that for January. You go through and you do the math. And I'm not, you know, it's just you take your living expenses and you come up with how much you want to make and you divide it by the inverse of the tax bracket. You want to make 100 grand a year uh, and your average unit's four grand. So, you know, you need 25. And I divide that by 11 months because you want to be able to take a vacation. By the way, one of the ways to make more money in real estate is take a vacation because it's always you'll make money before the vacation. So, you know, you need two transactions. And then in if you go to Knox First Tuesday number 60, KFT60, we have this Excel spreadsheet you can download where you can just do the math. And that's where it becomes measurable and specific. And you decide, you know, how many leads and how many appointments. So the, it goes right down to phone calls. If it's marketing, then how are you going to market? Is it LinkedIn? Is it Insta? Is it Facebook? What are you going to do? What days are you going to do it? What are your topics? And kind of come up with a plan for that. But, yes. So one person has on here about um, getting rid of debt. So they say they want to get rid of debt so they can live comfortably. And the action plan is to work more hours and hitting commission goals. So again, to me, that's not specific, measurable and actionable enough. I would say, okay. Pretty good. Because to me, I would say, okay, this is how many additional hours I would need to work. Here's... um because anytime it says more, then you know it's not specific, measurable, actionable, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm or if they're saying the... financial to close six to eight transactions, you know, you'd have to say, okay, how are you doing that, right? Yeah, yeah. The more uh, I was a good friend of mine, Howard Brinson, uh, really top real estate trainer, sadly passed away, um, but he was talking to his wife. Said Babsy, I think this year I want to play more golf. <laughs> His wife said, "Well, how much did you play? How much more are you going to do?" And she said, "How many times did you play this year?" And, well, that's a good question. I guess I played, you know, twenty-two times. So then you want to play more than twenty? <laughs> so she, what is more? People say I want to spend more time with my family. It's a great start. I, I'm never going to pick on anybody for that. Because their goal is more time with the family. Okay, what days and what time? And and time. And by the way, as horrible as it may sound, uh, time blocking your family, maybe it's too specific, but time block. You know, Friday night's date night or something. And you and your spouse are going to go out and your kids game. Some of it are scheduled for you. Um, but yeah, taking the word more and saying, well, what is more? How much did you do last time? Yeah, as soon as you say more, you know, hey, that's not specific enough. Let's talk about um, physical goals. Like what are, what are you, have you seen as far as I'd like you to type in the chat for physical goals that you've seen people doing and how can they create those so that they are doing them every single day and actually hitting those physical goals this year? Yeah, I think it's uh, important that I'm seeing stuff, you know, some of this st stupid social media where they're trying to make it okay to be, let's say, overweight. And that if you talk about losing weight, you're fat shaming and it's it's almost like a racial thing. And I go, oh, for God's sake, once we say it's okay to be sick in some way, oh, and some people, rather than change their goal, they'll just say, I'm okay the way I am. Well, you're okay as a human being. We love you and everything. But you're going to die if you keep smoking. You're going to die if you keep, you know, you're going to die if you keep carrying that weight. So um, I think it's absolutely okay to suggest to people to be healthier. 
And how do you measure health? You measure it in weight, body mass, body mass index is a way to measure it, endurance, how, you know, how far can you run or walk? And I, I choose to be healthy. I choose to feel that way. Um, and I think the other thing to do is find mentors. Everything we're talking about today, every goal that you guys have set has already been done by somebody else. And you probably know or have contacts with that person. So if you want to be better at recruiting, Chantel, find somebody that you know in your world of real estate that's really good at recruiting and say, hey, can I take you to lunch? Uh, you want to get better at health. Talk to somebody who lost a lot of weight. And um, in fact, I'd love to do a something in here. Um, any is there anybody in here who has actually achieved their weight goal that you that you lost weight? And if you have, I want you to unmute Let's yourself. Type type it in the chat would be the best thing to do. Yeah, but I want to then I want them to unmute because I want to hear. Uh -huh. I heard somebody. Who was it? That that was Deborah. I know. Okay, Deborah. Oh, Deborah, tell us. Okay, Deborah. Here's a question I want to ask you. Um, I want you to tell me the moment in time. If you can remember where you said, okay, from this point forward, I'm going to change my behavior to lose weight. Do you remember that moment? I do. What happened? What was going on? I was sitting in the hospital with a possible heart attack. Even I though I'm, I'm lower in body mass, I was skinny fat. So if I heard what you should say, you were sitting in a hot tub and you were worried about a heart attack? Hospital. 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 Wow. Well... For everybody listening, that was your why. And sadly, here's, here's the sad part about people who say, well, I don't want to set goals. Oftentimes, if you don't do it properly, the why comes right before death, a near-death experience. And that's interesting. You say that. I've done experiments in audiences forever. It says, has anybody had a near-death experience? And I get a lot of people. I'm talking real near-death, car accidents, cancer. One guy was in the earthquake in San Francisco. And I asked the question, at the moment where you just knew you were going to die, that was it, you're, you're going to die, like this poor gentleman, this football player. God, that's tragic. Um, what went through your mind? What was important to you? And I will say this, the answer for every one of the people was, in fact, wait a minute, before I tell you, I'm going to ask you, Deborah. at the time you thought, hey, I could die of a heart attack. What was really important to you and why do you want to lose weight? Yes, to live. We know that. But to live for what? My family. Yes. My kid. The number one answer I get every single time on a near-death experience. Never have I said it. Deborah, were you thinking, oh, my God, I'm not going to get another listing. Did that cross your mind? <laughs> no. <laughs> so just let's be real clear. This is a real estate seminar. But when you're laying on your deathbed, you won't give a damn. And uh, you know what? I don't like to put words in other people's mouth. But I'll bet when they talk to... Uh, to the football player, that one of the most important things, like, let's pray that he's okay. Uh, I'm going to guess football might cross his mind, but I got a few families going to be first. And then after that, how are we going to play the game? You know, there'll be maybe some humor. Um, but Deborah, thank you. I've asked people, when did you quit smoking? You know, people had tried to quit smoking year after year after year. And then the day they quit smoking, I said, what happened on that day? You know, my kids say, Grandma, you smell horrible or some, something happened. You got in touch with your wife. For me, I quit drinking, uh, I think, 46 years ago. January 1, 1976, I woke up with a hangover. I was in debt. Women didn't want to date me. People thought I was crazy. My parents had just, I, on and on, just a lot of stuff happened. And I hit bottom and I decided to quit drinking. So my point here is there's two ways maybe to set goals. Number one is just choose and have fun and say, hey, I want to have a better life. Or you can wait till it gets so bad that you hit the bottom and you have no other choice.
Mm, so good. Well, we are out of time. I do want to address, uh, Krista had a great goal on here. She said, I want to deadlift 300 pounds and bench 140 pounds. The only thing that I would do to, to change that goal is to see whatever you're doing now and increase it. So I would say what, whatever it is, if that's your goal, then I would say, okay, if, if you want to hit 140 on the bench, which is impressive, by the way. But if you're only doing 100 right now, then I would say I want to increase it by five pounds every two weeks until this date. And by this date, I want to be able to get to 140 pounds. So by the way, I would say one thing on dates, uh, deadlines can work sometimes against you. It's kind of like the doctor says, I'll give you six months to live. Well, what if, what if I can't pay my bill? Well, I'll give you another six months, kind of a joke. But decide if this 300 pounds, does it really have to be done by a certain date? In a lot of cases, go, no. Okay, you want to do it by June. What if it took till July? Yeah, that'd be okay. Well, then take the date out of it because sometimes the date will force you, especially physical goals. You might be straining yours. You might kill yourself trying to do it too soon. So if you're going to set a deadline, ask yourself, how important is the deadline? Is time of the essence? If the answer is not, then, then maybe back off and focus on what you do today. But I do love the idea, Chantel, of what you can do on a daily basis is every week I'm going to attempt to increase it by five pounds or 10 or whatever that number is. Yeah. And Deb put a great goal in here and she put that she wants to, I love she put by making contacts no less than three to six hours each day. The only thing I would do to change that is to say, how many contacts do you actually want to make? Because it doesn't always matter how much time you do. You want to say, I want to hit this many contacts per right, day. Right. Yeah, there's two. You're right, Chantel. There's two ways to measure time or units. Uh, very good point. And again, some goals, it's one. Some goals, it's the other. Um, I think I, I would maybe as a way of closing, one would be I'd like everybody, you can put it in the chat or just do it yourself. Just just what's one thing you want this year? Just just something. And I don't care what, physical, spiritual, psychological. It, it doesn't matter. Just one thing you want. Something that's just, it's like, yeah, this is something I want. I really believe I can do that this year and do that. And then the next thing I want you to do uh, is to pretend, go out in the point in time where you've done this. It's all done. And you're really excited. You're really happy. And you close your eyes and you write a postcard or a note to somebody in your life telling them what happened and how you feel about it. I want to say one more thing. To me, the only way one person had said, they said, Chantel, you've got way too many goals. They're like, I'm tired just looking at your goals and you've got too many. And here's the thing. Number one, you have to print your goals out. And to me, you've got to say them every single day. Because one of the reasons why people don't reach, reach their goals is because they do it on January 1st and then they forget about it. They don't even know where it is. You should have it in your your notes section of your phone, print it on your wall, print it in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. You go to the bathroom every day. You might as well have it sitting right out in front of you in the bathroom, having those go through and then make sure those steps are in there because that way you can say, okay, if I said I'm going to make 10 calls per day to hit this goal, and then you can look back at yourself and point the finger back at you and go, Am I making those 10 calls every day? Yes or no? 
You know, am I listening to that podcast every single day or no? Am I watching that video every single day or not? So printing them out and actually reading them out loud every single day. Um, And here's my the way I look at it. You can say I have too many goals, but guess what? If I've got, and, and I do think you can get out of control with it, but if you've got three or four in every single one of those sections, okay. if I only hit two of those goals out of them, I'm still doing really, really well. So any last thoughts, David, on goal setting before we wrap up? Uh, the most powerful thing is to write it in a, an affirmation form, first person, present tense. I am so proud of myself for doing X reps in the gym. I am I am so proud of the health I've achieved having lost my 25 pounds and now weigh X pounds. And you visualize it and you see it. And if you want to help the vision, the vision boards are a great idea. Um, just images of things you want. I had a vision of a car that I wanted. It's really, I'm driving. I look out in the garage and I go, oh my gosh, I remember putting that on a vision board. I put my goals in a PowerPoint presentation so I can just tap through it, close my eyes, visualize driving the car. Then I go out of the garage and go, damn, I remember setting that goal. Took me a few years, but I got it. And um, so visualization has always been the key to training the brain to move towards something, having a visual image, and then use five senses, sight, sound, taste, touch, smell, literally. I visualize myself driving the car through turn one of Brainerd, sight, sound. I can hear the rest to 9,000 RPM, sight, sound, taste. Um, I don't know, not much. Uh, drinking water at the end of the race, uh, taste, touch. I can feel the car through the corners, smell. I can smell the leather. So you can five sense that goal and it trains your brain to move towards that. And again, what is it you want in your life? Why do you want it? And have the joy of knowing that you can do some really fun, cool stuff this year and be happy and excited to move towards something. It's a great year. Life is good. Be grateful for what you have and look forward to some cool things you're going to do. Yeah. And I want to say this, you know, it's funny because we were joking around because we were taking pictures with me and a, a few of my friends and we were all joking. I was like, no, I don't like that picture. Let's take another one. I look fat. And then we took another one and I was like, I don't like that picture. I look fat. Let's take another one. And I kept doing that. And we were like on the 10th one. Finally, we were hysterically laughing. They're like, Chantel, you're not going to like any of them. And it was like this aha moment for me. And I'm like, I'm 10 pounds heavier than I want to be. So me taking another picture is not going to solve the problem. I've got to lose that 10 pounds. And so, you know, that was kind of the aha for me. And I need, I liked what you said is like, what's the why? I want to be able to take a picture and not go, hey, everyone, let's take 10 more pictures until I find one that I like. Right. I love that. Yeah. That's a, that's for a lot of people. That's what it is. We, how we look and, uh, you know, we look in the mirror and go, oh my, are you joking me (laughs) that go to the gym? And um, yeah, everybody's got their why. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a rating and a review so we can get this out to more agents. And tune in next week for another power-packed episode. This is the Millionaire Real Estate Podcast.